Good evening. It is time for the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker. We have a great show planned tonight. We have the NFL draft that has that just went on a few days ago. A few surprises there. Uh, some drama going on with Aaron Rodgers and uh, with him between him and his team. Um, so, Justin, uh, tell me a little bit about our uh, the whole situation with our school. How we had how we've kind of had to go back. Uh, we got sent home, and all during the all during the finals process. Yeah. Oh, man, I thought everything was calm, cool. It was a Wednesday. Everything was fine. So I got done with classes. I'm chilling in the room with Adam. Everything was cool. But I knew something was wrong earlier in the day. The reason I knew something was wrong is because when I look outside, half the lacrosse team is being booted out. So I'm thinking, hmm, this doesn't sound too good. But I'm like, hopefully this doesn't happen to us. But unfortunately, that dreaded email came. <sighs> Dr. Rooney said that we could not stay on, on campus past Saturday, May the 1st. It is now May the 4th. So I've been home for the past couple of days. May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. May the 4th be with you. It wasn't with us on May, May the 1st because we had to be home. And I'm very upset about that because I was, did want to stay up there to at least finish my finals and then go home. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. It's an unfortunate situation. I understand why they did it. It's just, why just let us stay on campus? See, for those of you who don't understand, um, so our school, our the president of our school sent us an email saying that because the, we had a little bit of a rise in cases, uh, which I actually found out is actually not quite true, by the way. We just had a lot of cases in around the same spot, but I mean that's that's a side thing. But we they basically said so we were we were originally scheduled to move out around May 5th or at least a couple hours after we finish our final exams. Uh, but the issue is um, with a couple of cases that came up, they decided we're gonna move out on May 1st. Now my only my problem with this is. What's for what is for like May for May 1st versus May 5th, like or May 3rd some, for some people? Like, what's the difference? You know, like j you're just creating this ma big hassle for everybody else. Uh, all these kids who live out of state, such as Justin, Justin lives in Maryland yep. and uh, we go to school in Massachusetts. So, you know, this this became a, just a big, massive bleep show from start to finish. All mm -hmm. while being in the in the process of doing finals, so those all got, uh, some of those got moved online, and they had to improvise and everything. It's just, uh, COVID just stinks. Let's just get over with, <laughs> get this funny. over with, get the vaccine distributed, and get on with our lives. This thing is just a massive, just crapshoot. Absolutely unbelievable. But yeah. we're all we're all home. We kind of got home early. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's kind of the whole situation with us. But enough about us. Let's get into what you guys really tuned in for, and that's our football coverage. And the NFL draft, as I said earlier, that has just taken place. And we have some uh, we have some surprises, uh, including what we're going to lead off with, which is um, the 49ers who finally took their quarterback. Um, but it wasn't the quarterback that we actually expected, mm -hmm. uh, and that was Trey Lance. 
Now, it the forty. There was a report that came out just before the draft that came that came out that said, okay, they've narrowed their their options down to Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Now, yep. leading up to the draft, uh, the weeks leading up before then, it was all they're going to take Mac Jones. They're going to take Mac Jones. They're going to take Mac Jones, and they come in, they go in, and they take Trey Lance at number three. Um, we were all worried about them taking Mac Jones because we're like, you trade up and you take this guy, you take this guy when Mac Jones is available, and even Justin Fields is available, who dropped down to number eleven, I believe, eleven or twelve. Is it was just absolute, it was absolutely insane. I I couldn't believe they were actually thinking of it, but they actually, to me, to me, they took the right pick here, Justin. What do you think? I absolutely believe. Well, hold on. Since it was between those two, I believe they made the right choice in Trey Lance. However, I really wish they would have taken Justin Fields. And I think Justin Fields in Chicago was going to prove maybe he should have been the second second or third quarterback taken out of the draft. But it was between Trey Lance and Mac Jones. So I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they chose the right quarterback. Mac Jones is the pick of the letter when it comes to the top five first-round quarterbacks quarterbacks so and that's kind of how it played out in the end Patriots got him at 15 and when Trey Lance was there at the third and it was between him and Mac Jones I was like hmm who are they going to take are they going to stick with the same old same old with Mac Jones because they basically have that in Jimmy Garoppolo or Jimmy G but they went different I think they value uh, Trey Lance's ability to run which will help out that offense tremendously especially with the the scheme that Kyle Shanahan likes to do. So I believe it's a good pickup, and I believe in a couple of years he'll be a franchise quarterback that'll help them win some games and hopefully win the Super Bowl. I don't know. It's pretty hard to control to compare Mac Jones to porn star Jimmy, that absolute stud. stud. Kid looks like, kid looks like a Greek god comparing mm-hmm. to Mac Jones. Did you see the way he walked up? To the to the draft to the uh, draft stage on draft mm-hmm. night, he was walking up like a substitute teacher walking up to break up a fight in the cafeteria. Yeah, it he was. He can't compare to Jimmy G like the way he, Jimmy G talked to Aaron Andrews and made her blush on live TV. Oh God, he's an interesting look. He's an interesting looking dude. But you know who does isn't an interesting looking dude is porn star Jimmy. <laughs> Man, that guy is a stud. All right, mm-hmm. enough drooling over him. Uh, speaking of Mac, speaking of Mac Jones, the Patriots actually wound up taking. Uh, so Mac Jones actually wound up falling pretty far. He fell all the way down to number fifteen, uh, which wasn't expected for most of for most of dra- of uh, these past couple months leading up to draft night. It, we all thought uh, most of the quarterbacks were going to go all up to number, all uh, in the top ten, yep. uh, top twelve. But Mac Jones actually fell to them, and they take and they took him. Um, and I'm I have, I have to say I'm a little surprised because I actually thought if it was only Mac Jones available, they'd just go defense, or it would it would be just like Bill Belichick to just take something that isn't a need, just go for a uh, go for an offensive lineman or something stupid like that. <laughs> but they didn't. They took their quarterback. Um, now a lot of people like this pick, and. I got to say, I'm not a big fan. It just feels like everybody's comparing him to Tom Brady. 
and saying, oh, he's unathletic just like Tom Brady, so he's going to be great. And I got to say, it's not it's a bit of a flawed narrative. Just mm-hmm. trying to say, like, it, because he reminds you as a prospect, not as not as a player in the NFL, as a prospect, as the Tom Brady, the pros, the draft prospect, that mm-hmm. all of a sudden this means that they're going to be good. Do you know how many bums have been drafted in the late rounds who look like Tom Brady as the prospect and have and wound up being absolutely nothing? And I trying to say, well. well, this guy has this guy is like here's the thing. As much as I'm a, the biggest Tom Brady fan out there, I have voiced that very well. If you were to comparing Tom Brady as the draft prospect, the guy who bombed his uh, his NFL combine, who looked like skin, skin and bone, who looked like you wanted he, you look at him, you wanted to give him a sandwich. You just <laughs> felt that urge, and like you look at him and you compare him to Mac Jones and try to say he's that Mac Jones is going to be good because of that. If you're comparing Mac Jones as a pro, as any player as a prospect to Tom Brady when he was a prospect, then chances are he's not a good prospect. That's just the way it works. You know, he he it's like Tom Brady the reason Tom Brady's story is so great is not because of just because of his success in the NFL, but it's because he beat long odds and he did this as this this skinny, gangly-looking kid. Uh, who just comes onto the scene and takes his, takes the team to a Super Bowl in his second in his second year in the league and first year starting. That's the what that's why that's why it was a great story. People didn't look at t- people didn't look at Tom Brady during the dr- during before during the draft process and say, oh my God, this guy's going to be the greatest of all time. Yet they're looking. People are looking at Mac Jones that way. Mm-hmm. And like I, I gotta say, um, with his play style. Uh, I know it's worked a couple. It's worked before in the past um, to be sort of a player who's not quite so mobile, but kind of sits back and he, he's he's just he's mainly a pocket passer. Now that play style works if you have a brain like Tom Brady and you have the work ethic like Tom Brady. But the issue is you have to have that. But and I'm not I'm just not sure if Mac Jones does. And like I think the best case scenario this guy turns out to be like. Kirk Cousins. I really hope I'm wrong. Um, but you know, he it, he has that same play style. Um, he's good when he, there's weapons surround there's weapons surrounding him. He could be a very he could be a solid quarterback, but it's gonna be it's hard for me to believe that he's going to be this great great quarterback. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I'm a Patriots fan. Go Mac Jones. Let's see how how you do. But Justin, what are your thoughts about his work? ethic as far as I'm concerned I don't think it's Tom Brady's but I don't think it's nothing to scoff at he did go to Alabama their work ethic is ridiculous so I'm not going to just poo-poo it and say oh he doesn't have a good work that I think he has a great one I'm just not sure it's at that Tom Brady level yet so what I want him to do is like sit and learn about the offense and learn about the nuances of a Josh Josh McDaniels offense to like learn all the bells and whistles of it before I want him under center that's why you have Cam Newton there, who's going to save your season. Mark my words, you guys might make the playoffs with him as your quarterback. Superman, save the day. But anyway, it's not about Cam. It's about Mac Jones. As much as I just crapped all over Mac Jones, <laughs> I'd rather have Mac Jones than Cam Newton. You don't want Superman on your roster? 
I've told you plenty of times, and I don't see why you can't get that through your head. Because I think now that he has weapons, he can finally like do a little something now. I think he, you guys can go nine and seven to ten and six, and might be able to scrape into the playoffs. Well, there's only so much you can do when you have a noodle for an arm. Felt like half of his. It felt like the majority, like 75% of his production was with his legs. That's nothing that any sort of weapons can enhance, really. Like you can only do sign so many tight ends and wide receivers and and uh, running backs and some protection uh, just for Cam Newton to run 10, 15 yards before he gets caught. But that's a first down. It's a well, if he actually makes it past the line of scrimmage, or if he doesn't decide to throw it and you know throw and your a pick. receiver drops it, and your receiver drops it. There, uh, there were that was not the issue this year. Okay, really okay, wasn't. we're just going to. All right, enough about Cam. Uh, as far as Mac Jones is concerned, I'm happy you guys took him because I actually thought for a second there you guys were going to go defense because it was only him. And I was like, is Bill Belichick really going to do this to the Patriots? I'd love it as a Ravens fan to see it happen. But I was like, you guys need a quarterback of the future, and you guys believe Cam Newton is not that. So you guys have to take Mac Jones now. now I, ju- I mean, I just think they need to take him. They not they can't just take a quarterback just because it's a need. you got to take the right guy, especially since it's, it's at quarterback. I mean, that quarterbacks mainly, they define your franchise, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, when you kind of just go for a quarterback just for the sake of doing it, I mean, do we know that Mac Jones is the right guy? I sure hope so, but if it turns out they just took him just so that that Bill Belichick could satisfy the fan base and just kind of uh, make Bel- Rob- Bob Kraft a little more happy, I mean, I don't want that. I'd, I'd rather go with a bridge quarterback for a year and then th- wait for our guy to come along because, you know, this is a process. Feels like I mean, and it feels like when you take any quarterback just for the sake of taking him, it sets you back because you have to give him a chance for a couple of years before you can even come to the conclusion that you need a quarterback again. Well, yeah, see it, and you give him this year to learn, and then next year to see what he has. And if he doesn't have anything you want, you go into next year's draft, or I mean, the year after, like 2023, Bryce Hall from Alabama, and I can't say the guy's name from Clemson's name. It's DJ something. I just can't pronounce it. Forgive me. But you can go into that draft and see, all right, there's some quality quarterbacks that we can take. But you still have to give him the opportunity to show what he has. Now, of course, he looked phenomenal last year at Alabama. He had weapons on top of weapons on top of weapons from Jalen Waddle to Devontae Smith to Najee Harris and that vaunted Alabama O-line. But I believe with the Patriots, he'll be able to develop as a quarterback, learn under the offense, and be able to, like, be, at best, a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. I'm not sure he'll be top five because being top five means you are very, very good. But if worse comes to worse, if you guys don't want to go through the draft and do it, I could see y'all going to Green Bay, either trading for Aaron Rodgers, or or you guys can uh, try to get Jordan Love from over there. I mean... That's just my personal opinion. That, I'm, that, I'm sorry. At running back? <laughs> no. I'm talking Jordan Love, as in the quarterback out of Utah State that the Packers right. took yeah. last year. I was sorry. I was, I I confused him with Bryce Love. No. Uh, the other guy. Um, like- I mean, 
honestly, as much as I've talked about Cam, like if we're just looking at a bridge year, um, kind of just run with this team and you know go nine and seven, maybe or sorry, ten and seven, nine and eight, and then kind of just go just go from there, and you know I that's what that's what a lot of teams have done before in the past. Um, I just don't I just don't know. I just don't know about this kid. I I really I'm very iffy on him. I really I really hope he winds up panning out, but yeah. I mean, we're like I think best case scenario he'll turn out to be maybe a Kirk Cousins, maybe a little better. But I I I don't know. Call me a pessimist if you want, but I'm I'm I I don't love the pick. You're being a pessimist. If he turns out to be a better version of Kirk Cousins, he's a top ten quarterback. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Like Kirk a Cousins slightly was- better version of Kirk Cousins. I mean, I don't, I don't think Kirk Cousins is all that great of a receiver. Or sorry, uh, quarterback. I know he's not a good receiver, but he's a top fifteen quarterback when he's on. I believe he, when he's on his, on his like, when he's on, he's a top ten. So I think if he can be a better version of that, Maggie Jones can be a top ten quarterback. I right, know. but it it feels like Kirk Cousins is he mainly benefits from the talent around him. Like for most of his time in in Minnesota, he's had pretty good talent around him. He's had targets to throw to uh, in Kyle Rudolph. He's had a he's had Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs for most of his time, and then the one year then when Stephon Diggs gets traded, he gets uh, Justin Jefferson, who's almost a Stephon Diggs clone. You know, it's it's kind of like a. I, I just think he's I just think he's benefited from uh, an offense where he hasn't even had to in in recent years hasn't really had to do much because it's turned into a run first offense too with Dalvin Cook on the team. Okay. So. Uh, it's like a a player of Kirk Cousins caliber. Um, if we're comparing him to Mac Jones, if that's the case, then then Mac Jones is going to need a lot of weapons in order to be effective in this league. So I really hope I real I still hope I'm wrong. Even if he winds up being a Kirk Cousins, like I don't I don't think I want that because it feels like um it feels like Minnesota in recent years has just been stuck in football purgatory. Where they have they have wet they have talent everywhere else, but the quarterback is just just good, just okay, you know. <laughs> and I just that's something that's somewhere I don't want to go. I don't want to go to seven and nine either, but I don't mm-hmm. want to go to the I don't want to go to what the Vikings have done, where they're just flip flopping around, kind of in the playoffs, kind of not. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, but all you guys have to do is get like a true number one receiver, but the Patriots aren't good at that. They're good at getting tight ends, but not a number one receiver. So that's something you have to work on. Well, it depends on how they do it. If they if they sign one or trade for one, then they can do it. They can get a good receiver. It's just drafting one. Uh, they have been able to draft tight ends, but doesn't look like they'll have to do that since they've already signed uh, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, and uh, who and uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Smith. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm. I was just a little. The only, if there's anything I was going to be disappointed about during this off season, um, it's the fact that they they didn't really go that big at wide receiver. They kind of went with Nelson Aguilar and this other kid who's been kind of Kendrick uh, Bourne. 
kind of an afterthought in the 49ers offense and Kendrick Bourne. Now I get he's kind of he had a good year this past year, but if you think about it, that offense that 49ers offense was injured all year long, and it felt like Kendrick Bourne was just kind of left to take all the scraps, um, all those targets where uh, when George Kittle was out, uh, all those targets when Debo Samuel was out, when Brandon Ayuk was out, um, all those players were in and out of the lineup all season long, and there was also all the all the running backs that the that the quarterbacks throw to those those guys were getting hurt all the time. It was just an injury prone team, and it felt like Kendrick Bourne was just kind of there just to benefit from it. So it's you know, mm-hmm. I like their I I like their position better now that they have Mac Jones, but I want to I want to love their position. I don't want to just be like, oh, they could win a couple games. They could, you know, one of those things. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to go on to the Cincinnati Bengals, who at number five made a bold move where everybody thought they were going to address the offensive line. We've been hearing all the all this blowback from literally everywhere, the media, the fans about how Joe Burrow was not protected last year. And he tore his ACL because of it. And he was out for the rest of the year. So you would think the whole world is thinking, all right, they're going to get Penny Sewell. And they're going to address the offensive line. And they're going to they're gonna protect their franchise quarterback. Wrong. Instead, let's go with, let's take another wide receiver. When they already have Tyler Boyd on the team. When they already have T. Higgins on the team. And when they have a, they do have a running back. As much as people don't like him, he is Joe Mixon is serviceable to say the least. He does have some fight in him. He does have some fight in him. They have they have a running back, and so you and they they address the defense a lot during this during this off season. But what mm-hmm. did they do? They went wide receiver. You know what this is reminiscent of to me? You know what this is reminiscent of? The Cowboys. What, what happened last year? The Cowboys when they needed defense, they went C.D. Lamb. And yeah, you know, that offense wound up being pretty da- pretty damn good. Uh, yep. That, uh, that year, up until up until Dak Prescott's unfortunate injury, but mm-hmm. you know that defense was horrible. Oh. And you know if if they end up killing Joey Joe Burrow in the same way that the Colts killed Andrew Luck, then that's another that's another potential franchise quarterback down the drain. Now I've always I have always preached. Um, if you get a, if you get a, try to take a franchise quarterback, you need to protect him. You need to take care of him, and especially in the early years of his career, because that's when he's uh, most vulnerable. That's when he, he's, uh, his mental state at a, is at a point where uh, you want to hit the ground running. And you know we don't want Joe Bur- we don't want to ruin Joe Burrow. He, he's a kid with a lot of, a lot of promise, with a lot of talent. And who, despite such a rough season, he did he showed a lot of promise. And I love I love the way he he played with T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Now Jamar Chase could wind up making that offense a lot better, but Joe Burrow is now going to get killed. And this is just this is a really this is a real head scratcher for me. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. They did they did address the offensive line earlier on in the year. 
but or sorry, later later on in the later on in the draft a little bit. But I just you you need to prior that's your top priority. I real I just don't understand this pick. But Justin, I understand it. You want to give you want to give your boy a weapon as good as like Jamar Chase. I get it. I understand it. And I believe they thought they looked at the depth at O line this year and thought we could get Jamar Chase now and get an O lineman later, or we can get like Panay Sewell now and probably get an Elijah Moore like in the second round. So I think it was just like trying to pick between those two. And I think they went like with the former. And I'm not happy about it whatsoever. I, I was upset when it happened. You heard they me didn't need it at all. They didn't. They didn't need they, it. They don't need a wide receiver at all. They don't need Elijah Moore. They don't need Jamar Chase. Just address think? offensive line. The LSU connection. That LSU connection between Joey Burrow and Jamar Chase. I guess they'll be lighting it up in the league together. It'll be a problem if Joe Burrow's on his ass all the time, but it is what it is. So I just hope they can fix that O-line situation for Joe Burrow because – they are ruining him in the same way the Colts ruined Andrew Luck. And it's not even in the on the same level because Andrew Luck didn't have like a torn ACL in his rookie year. Joe Burrow did. So it's like you're not off to the best start with him. If he's my long-term investment, I'm doing everything I can to make sure he stays upright. Because if you saw him last year, he was actually having a pretty good season on his way to like a 4,000-yard season. And then tragedy struck. So – why am I putting him in position to be in that line of fire again? No, give me Panay Sewell. Let me move jo- Jonah Williams to left guard where he belongs. Keep Billy Price at center. That'll shore up my left side of the line. And that'll stop basically most people from getting through and hurting my quarterback. So I got at least four years of good line protection. And then I have a good enough wide receiver core with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd who is very underrated in my opinion, but doesn't get the recognition he deserves. And we'll see what we can do on the AFC North. The problem, I don't mind the, after some time, I don't mind the Jamar Chase pick because I'm like, all right, they believe that he'll be a nice little weapon for him and he can get yak yards, which is fine if, if he didn't have to go on the AFC North where the cornerbacks are very good and very plentiful, especially on the Ravens, because where is he going to go? Outside is Marlon and Marcus. Inside is now Sean Wade. And then our safeties are starter caliber safety. So I'm like, okay, this isn't going to end too well for them. So hopefully they made the right pick, but I'm having a bad feeling about this for Joe, Joe Burrow. Exactly. It's, I don't know. It's, they're they're really just it, it reminds me so much of Andrew Luck on the Colts. And, you know, they definitely looked at that Joe Burrow to uh Jamar Chase connection. They wanted to bring they wanted to reunite them. They just couldn't resist. I understand the temptation of it, but you have to resist that temptation. You just have to. It's and they really just they really screwed themselves over because this is their franchise quarterback. I get that Jamar Chase might be a, a absolute stud in this league, but it's it's quarterbacks over receivers. Quarterbacks are more wide receivers are more disposable. Quarterbacks last longer, and they are they are your franchise. They are the star of the show. They they run the whole offense. 
And if you're not going to protect him, then you're going to screw yourselves over. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just going to ruin him this early in his career. You, you, you almost, you already came close with this ACL tear. I hope he's all right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's, he's bound to get the crap beat out of him again. Especially in the North. With that O-line, it's not going to get any better. Exactly. It's... We hope for the best for him, but it's not going to look good against the Ravens or the Steelers. And not even the Browns either, because they just fixed their defense too. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel bad. Get well, Joe. Get well. It's... It's it's a tough situation. All right. Now moving off from the draft and onto another onto another topic that's actually getting a lot of attention, uh, which is that Aaron Rodgers has ha- actually voiced there's been a lot of a, there's been a lot of reports saying that Aaron Rodgers does not want to be with the Green Bay Packers anymore. Um, now the Green Bay Packers have been very have still been have they've dug their heels in the stand. They said we are we're still not trading him. He's our guy. We're holding on to him. Um, but the damage is done. He's all he doesn't want to be here. Um, there was reports that he, that said that he they were trying to trade him earlier on in the season, and um, then they told him, well, you know, we're just gonna hold on to you. And then he kind of just said, well, like regardless, I'm I'm out of here. Uh, so this is a really interesting situation. Obviously, one of the one of the top, uh, perennially one of the top quarterbacks in the league in the past five or so years. Um, it's been he's. It's it's an interesting situation. But uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on it? It's not the last five for a decade. This man has been top five for over a decade. You could considerably say he's been a top five quarterback, and it's sure. not even just to say. So the way they treated him after he got you a Super Bowl ring, after he's gotten you consistently to at least, what, five now NFC championship games, and you guys do him the way you guys have been doing him, it's just not right. It feel, as a Packers fan, I'd be upset at the organization. Every chance you've had to get to slight this man, you have. You said you were going to trade him prior to the 2019 season. You then decided, I want to keep him, and but then draft his successor. What is that? How do you think he's going to take that? That's a slap in his face. And then he goes out and has this MVP season, brings you out to the NFC Championship game again, thought he had four tries at it, which is probably why he thought, hmm, maybe I could fit this into Devontae Adams and it goes incomplete. He probably thought he had four shots at it. Then Matt LaFleur said, uh-uh, we're kicking the field goal, and said, I trust Kevin King more than Aaron Rodgers. That's what happened. Oh, my God. He ripped. He trusted Kevin King over Aaron Rodgers. That cannot be forgiven. Y'all don't give him any help. Y'all don't give him any skill positions. The la- the last time they had a skill position player was Javon Walker in 05. No, somewhere around that time. Forgive me if I don't remember. Oh, it's, up it's been 15 years since y'all given him a first-round receiver. Now, you guys got lucky in getting De- Devontae Adams. Lucky, because he shouldn't have been there in the second round. But you guys got him, so fair play. And you guys treat him this way? It's unbelievable how much crap he's been dealing with. And then all he wants is like a contract extension, and you guys refuse to give it to him. What are you doing? 
or not exactly not give it to him, give it to him the way he wants it because he doesn't have any guaranteed money right now. So I'm like, give him some more guaranteed money. It's Aaron Rodgers. How hard can this be? Why are you making this more difficult than it is? He is your future for right now. I understand you guys took a high draft pick, uh, a first round draft pick on Jordan Love. It was a mistake. Should have gave this man more help. Now we're fighting on it. And you were waiting to get Justin Jefferson in the first round? Trade up to get him. Don't wait there. If you want somebody, take him. And you let Minnesota get him when Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Smith, I mean, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson could be on the same team. It's unforgivable. It's very unforgivable. If I'm Rodgers, I would have left today. I would have left today after the NFC Championship game. So here's here's the thing. There's a couple of ways that you can there's a couple of ways you can look at this, and I I understand both sides. Um, so on on one on one hand, you could look at it through the way that you're seeing it, which is that um, this team that um, this team hasn't really helped him out a lot, and I think in in some instances they they really haven't. Um, another way you could look at it is they could they in another in some ways. Uh, they really have kind of catered to him a little bit. For example, when they, when he didn't want McCar- uh, Mike McCarthy on the team anymore, and um, they brought they brought in Matt Lafleur to basically let him do whatever the hell he wants. Not sure. And they didn't, and they, and he didn't, and on top of that, you have. One of, you have the best wide receiver in the league in Devonte Adams. Um, you have a very solid tight end now in Robert Tunyon. You have, you have, uh, you have what has been a serviceable su- supporting cast in Alan Lazard. Um, you, we can say we can say all we want about fifty fit Mister Fifty Fifty Ball MVS uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, but he's a serviceable he's a serviceable toy. You've had one of the best. You for the past couple of years, you've had one of the better running backs in the league in Aaron Jones, and there and along with a left tackle, who is one of the best in the league, um, and the defense has gotten ve- gotten much better over the past couple of years. So I real like on one end you can say like yeah he hasn't he they've in uh, in some ways they really didn't help him, but on another end you could say well. There has been times where they have, and they have sur- surrounded him with some good talent. Even before the De- Devonte Adams, there was uh, there was Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb on the roster, and Devonte mm-hmm. Adams on the same team. So, like, and you can understand what you can, in a sense, you can understand. I don't agree with, uh, I don't agree with um, the draft pick either. I think they you don't draft Jordan Love, but you can understand why they'd be like, okay. You are. We've done all these things for you, and you're still not. You're still not okay with it. All right, then we're just gonna take this next guy, and maybe we'll just push. We'll just push you away, and we're just gonna move on without you. Right. You know, they 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 haven't. They've been. They've had they've had talent on this roster outside of Aaron Aaron Rodgers, and they have one Super Bowl victory to show for it. And every time they go to the NFC Championship, uh, I think there's only been one time where it was actually close, and it was it was this past year, and it mm-hmm. was 
and it wasn't exactly a good. Oh, I guess I guess uh, 2014 was was pretty close too. But good lord, did, how do you not win an NFC Championship, dude? And do do more with the best wide receiver in the game. That, let's can we stop acting like they ha- he hasn't had weapons? Because I I really hate that narrative. He's had plenty of weapons over his career. Mm-hmm. Just saying. And I get I get it. His defenses haven't been great, but I feel like you should never if you're Aaron Rodgers, you should you should never finish below 500 at all. And he's done that a couple of times. I don't As know. Like quarterback or as like like overall, like seasons? Overall seasons. All right. So as for the seasons, injuries. If he's not injured, they finish above five hundred. I Isn't think that part, I mean, doesn't don't injuries also play a part in it too? You gotta stay yeah. healthy. I mean I think, you don't you can't always be living for the highlight real plays. Yeah. You gotta you gotta play smart. Sometimes and condition it yourself well. Sometimes it happens. Like in twenty seventeen, they were four and one. He took a bad hit at, by Anthony Barr in the in in week six, I believe, and he was out for the season because of a shoulder injury for most of that season. So if he stays healthy, they're good. As for, I'm knock out like every point you brought up one by one. The uh, the Mike McCarthy situation, it was only inevitable at the point because I think the relationship was like he's not helping, he's more like hurting. And if you look at Dallas, I mean, he's not exactly helping them either. So I'm like, okay, I can stretch myself to see where Aaron's coming from in that from that juncture. But when it came to actually adding to like put his input on who the head coach should be, because as a quarterback, you should at least have some input as to who your head coach should be. They gave him no time of day with that. And basically said, you play, I will get the coach. And then they hired Matt LaFleur, who granted is not a bad pick 26 and six, I believe is the record. But again, it's, you don't do that to your franchise quarterback, the one that you, and then, why don't you tell him ahead of time that you're drafting his successor? I don't think he knew that he they were drafting Jordan Love. So I think you blindside him with that, tell him to play and just let us hire the coach and don't let him have any input into the organizational things when he's the franchise of your team and he's the reason you guys are in these games most of the time. I think that's quite unfair to him. And as far as the weapons are concerned, I think Devon, uh, Devontae Adams become like the number one guy until 2017. If you look at like 2015 and 2016, their best. It's kind of hard to say like, oh my god, they were like phenomenal. They had a good wide receiver core, but you weren't looking at them as if, oh my god, Jordy Nelson's like Jordy Nelson or Randall Cobb is like Randall Cobb of 2014, and like Devonte Adams was like 2018, 2019 Devonte Adams that we now proclaim is the best wide receiver in the game right now. They were good pieces, and Rodgers made them better, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, I, I will take that one to the grave. The fact that he took that team, like, on a six-game winning streak and went all the way to the NFC Championship game was a testament to how good he actually was. And, uh, uh, of, yeah. Of course. He he has talent. I think he's a very good player. I just think um, I just think the attitude plays into it. I I think um, at this point you, you have to take into account the fact that um, he's not winning the whole thing at all and when it when when he when it matters most he doesn't elevate he just doesn't elevate the team 
Um, I mean, you you look at players and, like a Peyton Manning or mm-hmm. a Tom Brady. Not they don't they don't just jump out on the stat sheets. You look you take the eye test. You look at them if they're in their ability to win and come through in these in these big moments. And they do. Um, I just I I don't really see that from Aaron Rodgers. You see it with the you see it in regular season games, but you don't see it in the postseason, or you don't and you don't see it uh, during uh, meaningful regular season games either. I disagree. I, when you ask him to perform, I think he does perform. In 2016 against the Cowboys, he performed when you asked him to perform. Uh, against the Seahawks in the playoffs, asked to perform, he performs, sealed the deal. So it's not like it doesn't happen. On that six-game winning streak, when they absolutely had to win to make the playoffs, he did that. So which season again? Which which season against the Seahawks is this? 2019, 2019, 2020. 2019, they went 13-3 in, in the playoffs. Yeah, but that was just a better – that that Packers team was just a better team. But, again, he still had to, like, deliver. If he loses that game, we're looking like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, again, can't perform. He delivered in that. And then in the NFC Championships games, I hold one to two of them against them, and that's the Falcons one. And I'm not sure about the San Francisco one. I don't hold Tampa Bay against them. And I don't hold. Am I missing? And I, yeah, I don't hold Tampa. I don't hold Tampa Bay against them. I'm like, Kevin King needs to be cut today. I'm still upset about that one. I just feel like when you when you lose all these AFC NFC championship games, it doesn't, it 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 doesn't. It's not an accident at that point. You know, like they've they've made yeah. it to one Super Bowl. They've made they one Super Bowl. Bowl. Okay, but he I, only made one. And that and the the reason they got there that year is because of the defense. By the way, I, I disagree with that, but I do believe the defense did play a big part of that. But the reason yeah. they were contenders was because of Aaron Rodgers. After a while, because that defense wasn't as good as it was made out to be. True, they had Clay Matthews, but after that, it wasn't really much. Charles Woodson? He left after 2013? No, he was on that team. But um, No, but Charles, uh, this was during their championship year. Oh, you mean that year? Yeah. Yeah. He was, But then he got injured in the Super Bowl. So, like, I think after halftime, he didn't play. Right, so Aaron, Aaron Rodgers came through in the Super Bowl, but he didn't, but it was the a- NFC championship game where... Um, he was struggling a little bit, and he needed a little bit of help of the, from the defense. Yeah, not the best game from, not the best of games. But I'm happy he was able to overcome that to get to the Super Bowl. I'm like, okay, time to perform. What do you have? And he performed quite well in under the circumstances. So I'm like, it's okay, a- he got it. He got one for Title Town, just like Brett Favre did. So I was expecting more from them. I was expecting like two or three rings from Aaron Rodgers. Did he give me that? No, but I don't always hold that against him. I hold that to some of the lackluster things that the Packers did overall. And to prove a point, he's an MVP this year. So if they chose Jordan Love with the fact that he looks like he's on a downgrade, he looks like he's on a slope, and then he does that, now you're in the, the, the dilemma you're in now because now he wants to leave and you don't believe Jordan Love is anywhere near the development he needs to be. So it's like, okay, what do you do now? 
do you try to keep Aaron Rodgers? Do you just try to force Jordan Love out there to see what he has? And I think the situation they're in now, they completely deserve it. Yeah. It will it it's interesting. It we'll see how it all plays out. But um we'll we'll see. I feel it, it, this is going to be a blockbuster whenever he leaves. I feel like it's going he's going to be he's going to stay on the team uh during the he's going to stay on the team uh for the 2021 season and I think after during the next off season he'll be out and then that'll be that'll be it. It depends on where he'll be from then, but that that's another conversation to be had on when uh or say, sorry, where he ends up going. But uh, it'll it'll be a good conversation because he's Aaron Rodgers and I kind of want to see where he goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.